Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So when I see this episode, I like actually in reviewing this to, for this interview, I looked back at this episode and I was like, oh, that tie is coming up. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, let me just see how it reads. And like, I was so grateful. Like, you don't really get a good look at it ever because he's always he's so kinetic and moving around. But it is so janky. Like. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Spencer Williams. What's up, Elizabeth? Nothing much. Just getting into the holiday spirit. <laughs> putting out some decorations, baking baked goods, all the fun stuff. Can you come and do mine? I still have all my Halloween stuff up. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll just we'll just get on a Zoom one day and I'll be like, take that down, put that up, put a Santa hat on that. <laughs> That's actually all I do. I'll just direct you. All I do is just put Santa hats on like things that don't need Santa hats. And then I'll take like, you know, like that cotton, they turn into snow. I put that on everything. It just makes me feel, you know, it doesn't snow in Los Angeles. So I just like to make it feel some white fluffiness to brighten your day. Uh, Elizabeth, what are we going to do today to get into the Holly, Holly, Hollywood? The Hollywood spirit? What yep. can we do today to get into holiday spirit? <laughs> well, one of my favorite things to do in the holiday season is to watch all the holiday episodes of all my favorite TV shows. So this week, Spencer, we are watching The Christmas Party from season two of The Office and Benihana Christmas from season three of The Office. Ugh. Two of the best episodes ever. I mean, I say that about every episode, so whatever. <laughs> I mean, they're so funny, and I personally love them because they have that, like, cringy, like, forced office party feel to both of them. That makes them so much fun. Right. That's what makes The Office so cool. It's just so cringe. It makes you so uncomfortable, and, like, I love that about it. I love feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> also, it just really makes me want to play Secret Santa. We should. Right. Each other being our own secret Santas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you decoy gifts. Okay. So you maybe think they're from some of our other friends, and then you'll get the real gift. <laughs> uh, well, I think we should get into this. Um, I think we should, too. Give us some summaries, Spencer. Okay, so this is the first episode where we actually have two summaries. So um, one of them I took from IMDb. Sorry, I couldn't write two summaries, Elizabeth. You know what, Spencer? We can talk about this later. All right. In Christmas Party, the Dunder Mifflin employees play a round of Secret Santa, which goes horribly wrong. To make things worse, Michael changes the game from Secret Santa to Yankee Swap. Seeing the party is headed for disastrous boredom, tears, everything, Michael breaks corporate policy to buy alcohol for the staff. I believe he buys like 20 bottles of vodka and asks if this will do it. It's like an insane amount of alcohol. I'm like, you needed two of those bottles. Like, right. <laughs> just insane. And then for Benny Hanna Christmas, um, trouble among the members of the party planning committee results with Pam and Karen hosting a rival Christmas party. But Michael isn't interested in celebrating after being dumped by Carol. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I, I love the scene where he's dumped by Carol because it's like, gosh, how, like... It's so obvious that that's not something you should do. Right. And breakups have never been so funny than on the office. I truly, <laughs> truly. 
Uh, but let's get behind the wardrobe. So Christmas Party was directed by Charles McDougall and Benihana Christmas, Harold Ramis with incredible costume designer, Carrie Bennett. You will know her from her work on Scrubs and seasons one through four of The Office. And Spencer, this week for our Behind the Wardrobe Facts, we have with us Carrie Bennett. Yay, Carrie, welcome. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Art of Costume Studio. This is so <laughs> super cool. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are so excited to talk to you. We've been talking about this episode since, like, I don't know. August. <laughs> right. <laughs> well before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's, that's Hollywood style. You got to celebrate Christmas in July. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You got to be sweating with a Santa hat on. <laughs> yeah, that's when we make those episodes. Try to make it look like it's cold and everybody's being cozy. But yeah, meanwhile, it's hotter than <laughs> the desert. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're so excited to talk to you. But first, before we get into all the fun office stuff, I'd just like to hear a little bit about your journey to becoming a costume designer. Was this something you always wanted to do? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let me think here. We're starting off real hard and quick. Deep, as deep as can be. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you this. So, I actually, I went to UC Santa Barbara as a, uh, a dance major, but quickly found the costume shop there and started working on, you know, helping out with costumes and stuff like that and um, for the different dance productions. And then took a costume design class there by the amazing Ann Bruce, who planted the seed in my head that my energy would be really good for costumes for TV shows. And she had gone to CalArts, California Institute of the Arts. So when I graduated, I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Um, am I going to be a dancer? Am I going to move to New York like all my friends and be a dancer? Or maybe go back to school. <laughs> so I got I I you know rustled up a, a portfolio, which is hilarious. I should post that at some point. Like, uh, yeah, my drawing skills were pretty weird. I would love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got into CalArts and for the master's program um, for costume design, and they have an incredible program there. It's called FADAT, Performing Arts Design Technology. And I, that was like the best thing I ever could have done. Um, it just gave me the confidence to know what I was talking about and really ignited the, the costume design flame. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the guest speakers that came um, and spoke to us was Jenna Rosenblatt. And she's, she actually is no, she's doing interior design now. She doesn't do costume anymore, but she's an amazing designer. And she came and told us all the things to do to get a job in the industry. And I, did all those things to her <laughs> like, <laughs> and hounded her for my first job, <clears throat> which was um, helping her out on um, the state, which was a show on comedy central. Um, and so I moved to New York when I graduated and helped her with that. I thought I was going to be there for like six months and I ended up being there for six years. And it just totally set the trajectory for my career because we just did all these like Comedy Central, VH1, MTV shows that were all comedy shows. Um, so I ended up doing The State, Upright Citizens Brigade, and I ended up taking over her, her jobs when she was kind of moving out of Cosmos Line. Strangers with Candy, I'm Forgetting Something, that's also a big one. <laughs> anyway. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> No, but I, you know, it was, it just put me in this world of all of these kind of now kind of culty classic um, comedy shows and was really working in that world and meeting those directors. And then flash forward, I was kind of trying to move back to LA, which is where I'm from. And um, director Adam uh, Bernstein, I had done some commercials with him and we ran into each other at a coffee shop and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing a pilot for this show Scrubs. I was like, I'm available. Let's just this let's little show. <laughs> well, you know what? That's how they all start out. Like they just start out as like a pilot and you're just kind of like scrapping it together and, you know, trying to, trying to find that world. And then, you know, who, no one knows it's going to blow up into some big thing. I mean, that was certainly the case with the office. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I did that at, on a hiatus from Scrubs. I just kind of like, threw it in like, Oh, you know, yeah, I could, I could do that little, little project. Oh, 
this little tiny project that's not going to go anywhere. I, yeah. Well, I didn't think about it. You just do it. You just got your nose to the grindstone and you're figuring it out. And I, I think it was like a year after we did the pilot that it got picked up. So again, I was kind of like, eh, you know, did that. A lot of pilots that I do don't go anywhere. I think the, the statistic is like 90% of pilots don't do anything. That's insane. I've done tons of those, you know, so I just kind of was like, well, you know, just doing another thing. And then, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy, but like, look at what happened. It's so insane, isn't it? So it's so insane, and I, I, I actually feel like I've, I, 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 you know, I've done a lot of pilots that have gone places. Like I did the pilots of Scrubs, and that went huge. And yeah, done a lot of pilots that have gone on to bigger and better things. And I really feel like the the magic sauce is that no one is assuming it's going to go anywhere. <laughs> In the beginning, like you're just kind of invested in it in a really visceral way. Like everyone's doing their research and they're communicating, talking about ideas. And those are the ones that, that I've been on that really end up going somewhere. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. (laughs) So the office isn't really thought of as like a costume show, but it's their costumes that really make the look and define like the feel of the show. What was kind of your thoughts on that? How do you dress a paper office? Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but thank you for saying that. Like I've had to sort of defend my honor in a, a, a few interviews where they're like, well, it's that there's no costumes. They just like, that's just how they look. Right. Like that's how people look. No. Oh my gosh. No, that makes me crazy. <laughs> and I make it, yeah, it makes me crazy too. Well, it's like, you know, I, those were the hottest actors in Hollywood. Like they show up in their cute little outfits and their little jumpsuits. And like, you know, it's my job to take them down a notch. Right. <laughs> you take them down a couple notches. <laughs> <laughs> and make them like, you know, make them really real and really resonate. And truly, truly, the only way I can do that is by calling on real life. Like that's, um, I never assume that I know what the look is. Um, I always have to go out in the world and find some sort of touchstone that is my grounding and and my palette basically so uh where the office was concerned i you know i was like wow i've never i personally have never worked in an office i gotta get myself to an office and see what it looks like and um i yeah, i've told this story a lot of times but uh, please tell it again i'm obsessed with this story okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i you know and it, this is again it's like just that sort of innocence like i always kind of have like I don't want to say fear of of doing it wrong, but like, I want to, I really want to make sure that I'm honoring the real, what, what's what the, the, that world that we're trying to create, what's real in that world. So I literally opened up the phone book and cause that was the phone book back then um, (laughs) and found found a paper company that I kind of was like, well, it seems like it's sort of the right size. It was in the next town over from me. And I just invited myself over there. I was just like, I'm doing research. Is it, would it be okay if I came and saw what you guys do? Um, and they were so <laughs> wonderful. The owner was um, Meredith. Oh, 100%. Hello. Oh, my gosh. She was so great. Well, well. Well, but not, I mean, not like in just in the way she looked. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put it out there. <laughs> Meredith was some, she's a little nutty. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so anyways, I just, yeah, I invited myself over there and I took a million pictures. They were so wonderful. They let me just take pictures. I asked each, you know, I went kind of from office to office, took pictures of everybody that was there. I mean, it was everything. That office was incredible. They even had, um, it it had a similar vibe to the English version, which I love. Like they even had, oh my God, they even had that, that talking fish on a, they had that. (laughs) And I was like, okay, great. I found, I found it. This is so great. Um, and they had like inspirational quotes that were printed off the computer. So they were like on eight and a half by 11, like super long, giant, long printed out things on their walls. It was awesome. It was so great. It's so awesomely terrible. It's so, uh, yeah, but just also just like office, like real office life. It was wonderful. And all the characters were there. Everybody was there. And including like the, the warehouse space was amazing. I mean, they had like a deer head on the wall. And oh, wow. Um, I just took pictures of everything, everything, everything. And then I went back and I made a little, um, I'm going to say presentation. And I had little um, welcome to the working week music with it <laughs> and I brought it back and showed, and I showed um you know Greg Daniels and Ken Quapis was our director on the pilot and they were like what is this 
where is this? What is this place? Like, you must take us here. <laughs> and so we all went back We and we took the, the production designer and they took video cameras and they literally videotaped the whole place. We ended up making a deal with them to use all of their office supplies. Oh, wow. Like they supplied all the things that we needed. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> this is insane. It was the most incredible wealth of information. And like that photo essay that I did was always what I came back to when I kind of needed to like, be like, wait, where, what am I doing? And especially when the actors started being like, I want to be fancy. And I'm like, mm, no, you can't be no, fancy. You, can't. Like, you gotta be this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, that just was my sort of cornerstone for moving forward with the design of the show. And also sort of the realization that like people that work in offices aren't really totally up to modern fashion standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was a little, um, they were a little bit sort of 80s, 90s kind of vibe, you know, like it's no one's spending a lot of time, a lot of money on those kind of clothes. Right. Because you're just there every day. You're not trying to like impress anyone. You you're know? just kind of there. You're not particularly inspired by your clothes, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was really the flavor that I wanted to bring to it, as well as figuring out ways to knock those actors down a notch. (laughs) (laughs) Visually, visually, you know, like just just to to make them have a a, sort of a sense of vulnerability. Because I feel like that is always what makes the characters really endearing. Oh, man. This is why I love (laughs) costume design. I mean, just this entire research project into a paper company, like, office. I mean, this is why Elizabeth and I do this podcast. That is one of the coolest stories ever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so important. It's like, that's, that's what makes it really resonate. And if you're just trying to, like, churn out a TV show, that reads, too. Right. You know, when the thought hasn't gone into it, that reads too. And, and you're doing it a disservice at that point. I love that. But you talked about how the like when you went to the company, like every character was there. How did you like translate those real life employees into these characters everybody loves? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, like I said, there's there are there were touchstones. Like there was a guy there that. Well, most of the people there had kind of this office wear on, like a you know a shirt and slacks. But this one guy was there, kind of I, I don't know what his like why he didn't have to be sort of dressed in office wear, but he had on a, a t-shirt with wolves on it, <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing. That guy's amazing. <laughs> like, what is his story, and why is he like this outlier? And why does he he doesn't have to dress like everybody else? He doesn't have to wear office wear. It wasn't like Casual Friday. But he was just, he's like wolf guy. And <laughs> you know, so that was obviously Dwight was like full on. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was really, he was the one. And then, and then I started, I also even kind of asked them like, where do you guys shop? What's your, what's your, how do you do it? I would like, like to know. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, a lot of the girls were like thrift stores. They were like, they shopped at thrift stores. Um, so we did a lot of that. And then the guys were like, yeah, you know, I just go to like JCPenney. And they have like their, I think still to this day, you can go to JCPenney and you can get a full, a suit, a shirt, a belt and socks, I think, for one convenient price. Perfect. (laughs) Easy done. (laughs) (laughs) The tie is like a whole outside thing. Like you got to figure out your tie story, you know, but, (laughs) but yeah, so I just, I was like always trying to embrace that. Like, where do you shop? Like where, you know, because a lot of times in Hollywood, like what you're doing is these sneaky, amazing, creative ways of making everybody look really good using really high-end clothes that you then kind of take down a notch. Like that's kind of a thing. Like I always say like t-shirts are like $200 off the top on a show because you're buying these really expensive, beautifully cut t-shirts that make everybody look great, you know? And then if you're having it printed, then that's another probably $200. So like t-shirts that you see on, on shows are like, you know, two to $400. That's normal in, in Hollywood. So on this, I really dedicated myself to shopping at those places, buying that, that stuff. That's like that everybody buys, you know, people don't buy $200 t-shirts in real life. I know Jenna always talks about like she, there was a scene where she had to have jeans and she was expecting all these like high-end jeans. And I was like, no, girl. <laughs> oh, you're shopping at Mervyn's now. <laughs> yeah, shopping at Mervyn's. So we just, because it, it does, it informs the fit and informs the way their bodies look and informs the way they feel when they're wearing it. All of that. It's all really important. 
So yeah, so did that answer the question? I guess you know, yeah, just yeah, asking yeah. those real people where they <laughs> shop and like and actually dedicating myself to shopping at those places. Oh, this is so fun already! <laughs> like, I forgot that we're even doing an episode. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Carrie, we have so many questions, but we're gonna kick up the holiday spirit in here a little bit. So we're gonna take a break, and when we get back, we're gonna play like Secret Santa or Yankee Swap or White Elephant. Who Some knows? wonderful <laughs> gift giving game. Let's do it. all right so the christmas party this episode is so wild and I feel like the ties are even wilder. Where did you find these? Like, who? how did you decide who got what? Like, this sexy, like, Santa woman tie. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> even know where to get that. It's so bad, but so good, Carrie. Right. <laughs> so bad. I know. I know. So, you know, I have to admit, like, Mervyn's was, which I think, sadly, is not really around anymore. But that was... Oh, it was Mervin's is not around anymore. I know because I used to shop there. Right. Oh God, it was such a wealth of bad ties. And <laughs> Jennifer Siri, uh, who who uh, supervised that this show for with me, um, she and I would shop our butts off, and we would we always love our tie tie time at Mervin's, and we would just be like, "This is so hideous! Oh my God, look how great this is! It's so hideous!" <laughs> I love it, <laughs> and you know. Yeah, just pouring through those piles of ties there was, um, I think that was one of our main sources, really. It's, it's sad. I feel I, I feel bad for guys because Mervyn's not there anymore. <laughs> Where else do we get our terrible ties? I don't know. <laughs> I actually, I do not ever wear a tie. I mean, Elizabeth would probably die if I wore a tie, so. Yeah, now that I think about it, I don't think I've, like, all the years we've known each other, I've never seen you in a tie. Not once. I think it's because I don't know how to tie one that I'm just like, let's not, let's just plan an outfit around not wearing a tie. Yeah. <laughs> but tie, you know, ties are like jewelry for men. It's the only way, it's the only way to express themselves. <laughs> and like, that was, and truly that's how it is in the office. Like that, you know, they all kind of wear in suits. So like I was really dedicated to their tie story. Each character had, had their really specific tie story. It's so funny though, that Jim went to the Christmas party and he's not wearing a special tie. He's just he doesn't care. He's wearing whatever he wants. <laughs> he doesn't care. You know, I always, my idea with him from the get go, I mean, he's, I mean, come on, he's so handsome. I'm like, how am I going to bring this guy down? <laughs> and I was always thinking that he probably just really didn't care about office clothes and probably just borrowed stuff from his dad. And I had initially found these woolly ties, like wool ties. Like it's so weird. It's such an old thing. And so we had, we had like, I think we had three for him, these wool ties. And it was so kind of thick and lumpy and it just softened John so much that in those pleated pants, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I just think, I just always felt like he just never put any thought into it and just, he just was getting by. And so later on, we ended up actually making ties for him. We built all of his ties because it was really hard to find wool ties. <laughs> it's just not, not a thing. Yeah, I don't even know where to look. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you, I really, you can't find them. You can you know find them sometimes like in costume houses because they collect those kind of things. But yeah, I just, I needed him to have those soft, fuzzy ties. So we just <laughs> always kept going with those. Elizabeth, do you have a favorite tie from this episode? I think my favorite tie, uh, it's hard. Okay, it's hard to choose. I like Dwight's though, because it's holiday, but it's not, it's not holiday. It's like, <laughs> it's Dwight. It's Dwight Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. how Dwight is like still kind of wearing his everyday thing. He's just like, I'll just put this elf hat on top and that just finishes the look, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 His nebulous, yeah. His, his wardrobe was like, olive ochre like cream wow such a beautiful <laughs> like palette <laughs> you know what's funny too it's like i all of his suits again came from jc penny and they came in these like kits like they had they had all those colors like that all, like these putty colors and olive green and 
ochre yellow and they, they had, I, I was just like, it was, he was 100% JCPenney and I was wandering through there. I got, it must've been just like a couple years ago. I swear to God, they had a, a whole thing set up of those colors. Like it was like this, it was almost like Dwight land. Like they had done it. It wasn't marketed that way, but I was like, I see you JC Penny. I see what you're doing. Okay. This is the Dwight collection. You're, ca- yes, the, you're capitalizing on the Dwight collection. We see you. You're not getting biased. JC Penny. <laughs> uh, well, my favorite character probably of like any TV show ever is Angela Martin. I forgot her last time. I was going to call her Angela Kinsey. Angela Martin, played by Angela Kinsey. (laughs) She is brilliant. And I just love that, like, Christmas is her holiday. And every Christmas, she, like, steps it up. You know, I mean, I dare to say that her costume's always kind of elevated compared to everyone else. But Christmas is like, this is her day, you know. So how did you approach dressing the incredible, the legend, Angela Martin (laughs) in the Christmas party? The legend. You know, Angela she got lots of extra attention because she's in real life is like mini. She's, she's, she's like child size. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So trying to find those really pious grown up looks for her was always just a total challenge because you can't go in the kids section and find like an ice blue turtleneck. (laughs) A lot of her stuff was period because period stuff is, is smaller um, that's why I heard like all her crazy blouses with all the buttons and stuff. But yeah, you know, you gotta just, you gotta pull up the turtlenecks in winter. Yes. <laughs> LA, yes. LA winter. Yeah. Winter in quotes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So just always trying to find ways to sort of make it feel like it's, it's colder out, even though totally not. Like we actually had an ice machine. Uh, we're, we're looking at this video right now of her, of her stomping the, uh, the <laughs> ornaments out in the snow, but we literally, a truck came and blew snow all over our parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that stuff falling from the sky is bubbles. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like a fake snow soap. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so the real challenge is, is just trying to incorporate some clothing that actually people would wear when it's actually cold. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I love all her like little Christmas ornaments, the jewelry, the little pins. It's like, that's her favorite, you know? <laughs> to- yeah, totally. All her little things, um, usually cat oriented. You know, it's actually funny because I feel like this episode, this, that first season, we weren't so deeply into the cat theming. Because I'm realizing, like, as I'm looking at her pin, it's just a little Santa Claus. But, um, yeah, this might have been before we really were grasping that, her her love of cats. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, there's a story about Angela doing this scene where she was supposed to smash all the ornaments when she threw them at the wall, but they were plastic, so they wouldn't break. So she, like, went into a frenzy and had to start smashing them with her feet. It's so good. (laughs) It's just, like, one of my favorite scenes ever. (laughs) I love this because, like, she she does look, like, all, like, very, like, inside wintry. But then she just walks out to the snow just, like, in her turtleneck and, like, her skirt. And I'm like, you know she's angry because at, at the point in winter in Pennsylvania where it's snowing, it's so bitterly cold out. Like, this woman must be furious to have just, like, <laughs> gone outside without a coat on. <laughs> That's such a good point. Oh, my gosh. I love that. She was like, screw the coat. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> so I love Phyllis and Meredith in these episodes because... Their outfits are so Christmas centric. Like this is what I try to achieve each Christmas. So, <laughs> it, it really is. So like I love just like the, how Christmas. Every single piece is Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh! And and uh, I mean Phyllis. Let's Come just, on, Phyllis. Man. Come on. I mean I, she's just so darling and so earnest. Like that's really where I always went with her. Like what was her? What's her earnest attempt at? you know, being pretty, being on theme, being the lady of the office, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think we might've applied those little poinsettias onto her sweater. I I think we possibly did that. I think we added those on, you know, because she's always wanted to have something that's kind of homemade. We, we shopped a lot for her at a place called dress barn, which I think is <laughs> the saddest, most unfortunate name on the face of the earth. Like, why would you ever? There are a lot of those out here. <laughs> Gosh, I, know, I mean, I, it's 
yeah what are what are ladies cows they have to go to the barn to get a, an outfit it's just so it's so it's unfortunate terrible. yeah but uh, they had wonderful outfits in there like that were a full outfit that's the other thing is that she's such a lady she always has her complete outfit with you know shirt and skirt that match sweater that goes with it and coordinating jewelry that was like always her her jam um but then we also have <laughs> meredith as well who's kind of like yeah. the same vibe as phyllis but then like not you really wouldn't expect it from her <laughs> right it's like this is she was going for the phyllis look but then got into the vodka and then it just kind of you know fizzled from there <laughs> yeah and she's another one that i feel like kind of like jim like doesn't she just has to get through with her office wear so she doesn't really it's not like she's shopping anywhere she's she's i think thrifted most of her stuff and she just makes do because clearly as we see as she goes along like she is somebody completely different when <laughs> she's like at you know outside of work so yeah she for her totally the ugly christmas sweater vibe was was perfection Right. It felt very thrifted. Like you said, I kind of guess it's like, this feels like a thrifted wardrobe for Meredith. I'm pretty sure her, yes, her, uh, yeah. Or, or costume houses, which is also a giant thrift store. But yeah, we thrift, thrifted a lot of her stuff. And that, you know, the thing is back when we did this, like, that's where you found those sweaters, those crazy. You're like, wow, who made this insane, crazy sweater? I think hers has like clowns on it, like Christmas clowns. It's just so nuts. You're like, who thought this was a great idea? Snowman clowns. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, what's funny. It's like now in, because I live in Burbank, there's literally an ugly Christmas sweater store here in Burbank now. Ooh, (laughs) I'm going to get the address from you later. Yeah, I need to go there. (laughs) I'm going to say that, yeah, yeah. The office elevated ugly Christmas sweaters to that point. Now we have a store. (laughs) Now they're everywhere. They're at Target. They're uh, all because of Meredith and Carrie Bennett. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know, but <laughs> but that was definitely the vibe. Uh, we kind of talked about Dwight a little bit. Is there any kind of fun story you could tell me behind Dwight's ridiculous elf hat and ears? Was that you? Uh, no, for for sure. I mean, we I, I always kind of bring in a bunch of stuff, artifacts, you know, that that could resonate somewhere, and um, let the actors play with stuff. And, you know, just see what, what, what sticks. And, you know, uh, Rain is such a consummate professional and such like an actor's actor. Like he was always the one that would contact me when he read the script and be like, Hey, I'm wearing a hat in this one. Like, what should it be? I was thinking about this and, you know, and I was thinking about this. And then, you know, we would always kind of like, you know, put our heads together and, and figure it out. But so, yeah. So the, of course that the elf thing was totally one of those things that he just was like, this is it. This is great. I'm going to wear the ears because, you know. <laughs> I could totally envision it. He was like, this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wears it so well. I think now that the vodka is starting to get out, I think we need to move on to the next episode because <laughs> this Christmas party is getting pretty wild. I know. So let's move on to another cringy Christmas party, starting with oh, yes. Hanna Christmas. Um, this is season three. It's actually episode 10 and 11. They were, it was a part one and a part two. But if you watched it on Netflix forever like me, it was just one episode. So you might be confused, but it's 10 and 11. I love this episode. The, the Christmas theme really like takes a step up once again. I feel like everyone else is starting to get in on the action too. Even Dwight, you know, his colors changed slightly, mm-hmm. you know, not too much, but slightly. But what I want to start with. We kind of touched on this a little bit. The show is filmed in the L.A. area. It was supposed to be Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's terribly cold, like Elizabeth mentioned. I love that the show starts with Dwight walks in with this really nice coat, actually. It's very structured, but everyone's dressed like it's freezing. So how do you approach <laughs> dressing this cast to pretend like they're freezing cold, but it's actually probably like, what, 80 degrees outside? <laughs> How did he work around it? That sounds terrible. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's where I'm standing there, like browbeating them into like, no, you got it. You have to wear it. You have to wear it. I'm sorry. I know it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you got to wear it. No, we can't. We can't skimp on it. No, you have to wear it. Like that's me literally standing outside that little office door being like, no, it's good. You, this is, yeah, you're wearing if it. If you take it off, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Keep it on. <laughs> yeah. Like like just like, you know begging and pleading and you know yeah yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, and then, you know, I'm looking at the script, like after the scene, you can take that off or, you know, like, like rationalize with them. Like, you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> I mean, Dwight's coat, actually, when we walk in, it's actually pretty nice. I'm not mad at that coat. I'm like, Dwight, that was a good find. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, he really loved it. They, and we got into this later, like sort of his German ancestry. And so I actually think that we got that in an army Navy. Like it's, it's like a, it's a real wool. We, we, a lot of his fashion came from Army Navy, actually. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. That checks. <laughs> I mean, I would say he kind of ruins the coat, though, with the dead goose he just found on the street. <laughs> so, corporate gives a gift to everyone in the office, and it is this brilliant Dunder Mifflin robe that looks so cozy. Was there literally one made for everyone there in the office, or um, how did that work out? It looks so nice. Yeah, there not just the the actors on screen, but they ended up getting made for every single crew person and anybody who worked on the office. So we all got those oh, robes. Awesome. So it was kind of like a two a twofold thing. <laughs> we had to figure out something that was going to work for this bit and then, um, you know, make sure that we had enough of them <laughs> to go around. <laughs> except everyone, f- except for Toby, who oh. is like me. I was so upset when he didn't get one. So heartbreaking. <laughs> and when he reaches out to touch, touch it. <laughs> <laughs> so it just breaks your heart, right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, so once again, we have some incredible ties. Andy's tie is one of the most obnoxious things <laughs> I think I've seen on the show. And it's just like, it's such a reflection of his personality. How did you like come to this decision? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, wait. Just, thank you for even noticing it. First of all, but second of all, how can you not notice it? Yeah, is the, is the question. But here's here's the thing, and this is the this is the honest truth, and I bet every designer would say this. At a certain point in every production, there you're under such pressure and under such a time limit, and you're not finding the thing that you want. Um, this tie for me is actually so cringy in my own personal life <laughs> <laughs> because. You know, his Andy's ties were always these like really bright, obnoxious, preppy ties. But I could not find one that was Christmassy. I just couldn't land on the thing that was Christmassy. So his tie, we literally made it at the last minute. And if you really look carefully at it, it's a red tie that has green ribbons sewn to it. Oh my gosh, no <laughs> That's way. That's amazing. And I it always but it was so like it literally just got down to the wire and we I just was like there's a desperation move on my part. So when I see this episode, I like actually in reviewing this to, for this interview, I looked back at this episode and I was like, Oh, that tie is coming up. <laughs> and I was like, I hope. <laughs> I'm like, let me just see how it reads. And like, I was so grateful. Like you don't really get a good look at it ever. Cause he's always, he's so kinetic and moving around. You don't really get to look at it too closely, but it is so janky. <laughs> <in my book. laughs> so I'm glad it resonates with you. But like, for me, it's like one of those things, like there's always something like that in every show for me where I'm like, it's, just cringy because I had to just it, it, I just ran out of time and ha- had to get it on camera and <laughs> there it is. We think it's incredible. <laughs> it's it's so on point for Andy. It says so much, you know. It's like it's a simple green and red tie, but it just says everything about his personality. Like even Michael's face is like, oh my god, I can't with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like shiny and just it's just all his things are just so yeah, he just needed to have like the most obnoxious bright ties because that's just him. <laughs> it's great. I also love um like Michael, he's all like, oh, about Christmas, about Christmas. And then as I was watching this second episode, I realized it's the same tie from the previous year. I would feel like he'd have like a slew of Christmas ties, but. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I, you know, and his ties are so specific. Like they, again, it was like the search at Mervin and Mervin's and we always had to have multiples of all the ties, right? Because a lot of times the episode would take place the script was only just one day, but it would take us a whole week to shoot it. So things happen, you know, like they get, they go to lunch with their costume on and they get spaghetti on their tie or whatever. So we always had to have multiples of everything. So finding his weird muddy ties that he thought were cool was such a challenge because at Mervyn's they were like, there's this weird muddy tie and it would have little tiny triangles on it. So I'd be digging through trying to find multiples of that tie and I would find the exact same tie 
but it had little circles instead of little triangles, but it was exactly the same. Or then I'd find another one and it was like little squares instead of the triangles. And I was like, so flustered one time. And I asked the sales girl and I'm like, what is the deal with these ties? Like, why are they, they're exactly the same, but not. <laughs> and she just totally shrugged and was like, cause men. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, because men find their thing that they like, and then they just buy the same version, the same thing. Like it's the same colorway, but different shapes because then it's different. It's quote unquote different. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, that's so profound. I feel so seen right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love how she described that as men. (laughs) I'm taking this personally. (laughs) You know, this is so great. You know, you never know where you're going to find your your magical little source of information that makes it all click. Yeah. So she was was so wonderful. And and yeah. So yeah. So he's got the same Christmas tie because that's his tie. He brings it out every year. That's, that's the one he's got it. This is the Christmas tie, you know, right. He probably has a Halloween tie. He probably has the St. Patrick's day tie, but that's it. He brings it out. I love that. (laughs) So we're in Benihana when you're doing, um, scenes like this in a real place like a Benihana's how do you approach like the costume design for that do you have to like partner with the restaurant did you have to actually make Benihana costumes I also noticed there's a lot of extras in the background too which is fun yeah I don't know and the extras are always good because that's like all fun thrifted stuff Ooh. yeah but to, so to answer that question it's it's kind of there's sort of two routes to that like if we're actually using the real Benihana and we're using the name um, then it's required that we use exactly what they what they wear. Um, that was the same for when we did the Hooters episode. <laughs> right, right. I was horrified when I got those actual Hooter uh, uniforms. Wow, but um, yeah, this. So I think yeah, I think we use the real the real Benihana uniforms, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right. I've been there like one time, so this looks like it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That will checks for me. (laughs) Okay, so this is another Angela-heavy episode, so I'm not going to let you go without talking about Angela once again. (laughs) She somehow just elevates even more. I'm obsessed with this, like, white, lacy, meshy top that she wears. And, of course, her party theme is Nutcracker Christmas, so she has to have the little Nutcracker pin. Can we just... Can you just walk yeah. us through this outfit? It's just so good. It's such, this is actually in my phone, Carrie. Oh this is gosh. your contact photo right now. <laughs> Stop. Oh You're adorable. That's so awesome. I'm I'm honored. I literally, like, I actually had some questions about this blouse because I thought it might read too sexy for her because it's a little transparent. <laughs> You know, that kind of came in my mind, too. I was like, this is a little more risque for Angela, but somehow it still works, though. I don't know what it is about it. But, you know, so the, so we ended up, like, you know, I, I kind of, again, like, I kind of pull it back to sort of, like, 80s, 90s. Like, that's because it also helps it feel a little dated, a little, um, you know, kind of frumpy. Um, and so we actually ended up putting, you know, back then, I, people wore slips. People wore little, like, little um camisoles underneath their little blouse so that's what she's got on under there she's got her little cami to keep it to, to keep it so that it's um you know proper properly she's properly covered up right um but i you know i i pulled a lot of vintage stuff for her because it just was what fit and um that's what this little beauty is i think with the thousand buttons i think if you talk to angela she will she will disparage the blouses with a thousand buttons because they were <laughs> <laughs> they were practical. She had to do them all up. And I was always like, you know what, girl, this is this is it's your meditation. Like this is getting you into character. <laughs> right. You gotta button all those 60 buttons on that blouse. <laughs> like, no wonder she's so angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's how yes, that's how she got into her anger space. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the costume. Well, Angela, if you're listening, I would like to talk to you about the buttons. So please DM me <laughs> <laughs> and and actually if you look later on too like a lot of those buttons became little kitty heads oh that's perfect yeah. i actually i have noticed that little, little kitty buttons <laughs> i love the kitty theme that is just so perfect for her but then we get into like the real madness of this episode the <laughs> the margarita karaoke christmas party versus the nutcracker christmas 
Um, it's kind of subtle, but actually the Nutcracker Christmas group is a little bit more traditional costumes. I don't know if this is intentional, but like this is how I see it. It's very like more traditional costumes, but then when you are in the margarita karaoke Christmas party, like the warehouse guys are there. It's a little bit more dressed down. Um, Karen, she has like a button undone. You know, it's like a little bit more loose. Were you kind of like working on set to make that kind of come through? Oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's um, that's a, a big moment when we start to establish these scenes, like what level of undress or dishevelment are we trying to <laughs> trying to achieve here? You know, and then and then that goes into the hands of the amazing detail oriented set customers who who hold that line and make sure that everybody's staying in that that level of whatever chaos <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's so fun i also could really use a margarita right now elizabeth we talked about having margaritas for podcast time and it hasn't happened yet right <laughs> i know we, we need to find an episode where that's appropriate yeah. <laughs> this might be it i don't know i feel like this is i it. know yeah we kind of dropped the ball <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, oh also real quick I just am looking at picture. I just realized that I have to mention Angela's like red and black yeah. skirt that went with that white top. It was so perfect. I just saw the photo. I was like, whoa, 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 skirt. So good. And actually, you know, as I'm looking at these photos, you know what? I, I, I definitely, those things resonate with me because there's stuff my mom used to wear. Like she had like a Christmas skirt, you know, and always the red turtleneck and, you know, like that, those, those things that are sort of ingrained in your psyche, you know, like, like right. what Christmas outfits <laughs> yeah. are supposed to look like. Uh, and Jenna's character, Pam, she's just like so cute in this episode. Like, I feel like she's really starting to come into her style a little bit, at least for the holidays, you know, like she, she spends a couple extra minutes in the morning when it's a Christmas or a Halloween. Well, definitely Halloween. Like, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, Christmas, she definitely like takes a couple extra minutes and she always looks so cute. And I love her jewelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I, um, you know, she's just Foxy Librarian is totally her her vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and and we did, Foxy you know, librarian. it's funny because if you look at that, the first Christmas episode, she's just wearing a pink sweater. Like she's not really, again, like so engaged in it. And, you know, around now it was it was difficult to hold the line with these actors because they were, it was getting more popular. And they like I said, they wanted to be fancy. I, I've, I've told the story before about um, uh, Ricky Gervais coming to the set. And I, I kind of forget where that was. I feel like it was maybe the end of the first season or the second season. And um, he said, Hey, how's it going for you? And I said, well, it, you know, I'm, I'm holding the line. Like I'm trying really hard to keep everybody down and in that sort of vulnerable space and kind of frumpy. And he goes, Oh God, tell me about it. He's out. He's like, after the second, after the first season on the um, English version, he's like, everybody, all the actors came back. They had tans, they had whitened their teeth. They were like, and they wanted to be all fancy. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so, <laughs> thank you for feeling my pain. <laughs> you oh my know? gosh. Right. Like Steve Carell is like blowing up at this moment. Yeah. Told a huge, he was so huge. And he was like flying out at, after after shooting going to movie sets and stuff like they all were and so they all you know, they all wanted their fancy stuff and they wanted to look, appear fancier you know more more well put together and i was like no please <laughs> no 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 we gotta keep it but you start to see it in this episode even in the picture of this of the, the group shot of them uh at christmas like it, it's such a great picture like they look really put together <laughs> and i'm like with that you know i was just <laughs> trying so hard to hold that line and keep it. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because it's like they're, that look is part of what's making it so successful. So I, it's so interesting that they want to like up their look a little bit. Right. It's hard. right. It's like a blurred line, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to keep that in perspective. And I feel like as the costume designer, like that's, it's your, that's my job. Like I, I, I gotta hold, hold the line. I gotta hold the look and, and, and constantly keep pulling myself back to the original, what was the original vibe? You gotta keep it because it does, they do evolve and every, and every, and people evolve and people change and how they look. And yeah. So many great movies were like coming out at this time too, like 40 year old virgin, uh, Jenna Fisher's and one of my favorite movies, Blades of Glory. Oh, such a good yeah, movie. So like good. they're yeah. all like doing such great movies at this time. So that's hard. I could, I feel for you. 
So they're having influences all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And and different and they're working with different designers and things are really fancy. And you know, you know, I am just trying to hold I'm like, please wear the Mervin's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um one character before we are done, there's one character we have not yet mentioned, and I feel like she really has her moment in this episode, which is Mindy Kaling's Kelly Kapoor, who's a brilliant, brilliant character. So funny. Uh, she just looks so cute, so classy, but I still love, like, like sparkles or lights in her hair. She's singing that Pat Benatar song to Ryan. It's just so good. What was it like, like, coming up with the costumes with Mindy, who's, like, so funny? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Mindy is, like, such a, like, a juggernaut. I don't know how to even, like, explain it. Like, sort of witnessing her growth was such a beautiful uh, blessing really because when she started on the show like if you guys look back and you look at those early episodes she is completely different she is like we had talked about her having sort of like this immigrant vibe and kind of being sort of not really knowing you know the where she was not really having a lot of self-confidence like all of that and she transformed as as she personally found her voice writing for the show, um, she really wanted to change up her character. And um, the transition was difficult because I was like, whoa, whoa, we started out with something completely different. And then, you know, finding that balance of not wanting her to be like so flashy, so trendy, but knowing that like she probably is like such a mall rat, like goes to the goes to all those stores <laughs> in the mall, shops at like Express, and yes. <laughs> so she, yeah, it, it, uh, it was we. It, there was a lot of finding who she was, just at the same time as Mindy herself was, um, you know. And it's so beautiful to see how she has just just evolved in such a gorgeous way. So. I think that she thought really thought about her outfit for Christmas and she wanted it to be kind of shiny and kind of a little bit office sexy, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it can't be too overt. It has to be kind of conservative still, but um, yeah, she's just, it comes off so cute. It's so funny. I just, my favorite scene is when she's singing that song to Ryan. It's so bad. And he's just drinking his margarita trying to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And I I mean, Mindy Kaling is amazing. It's so that's amazing. one of the fun things of these original seasons is like watching her really like come into her own, knowing that she's writing so many of these great episodes too. It's so fun. Yeah. 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 Well, Carrie, that brings us to the end of Benny Hanna Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have had so much fun talking to you. This has been so great. Oh, likewise, you guys. Like, it's, I, I feel so honored to be able to tell these stories and to sort of elevate the, the real art form that costume design is. Um, it takes so much thought, and I really I, I appreciate you seeing it. it. It's just so beautiful the way that you're able to tell stories of just, like, real, everyday, like, original, authentic people, you know? Just, like, through the costumes. It's just, that's what makes Office so great. It just feels so real, and you see yourself in each of these characters, even if it's, like, a little extreme sometimes, you know? Like, like we all do see a little bit of ourselves in Dwight. Maybe not, like, to that level. But, like, that's what's so great about your costume design work on the show, is you just make everyone feel seen in the show. And I just think... You know, you're one of the best of the best. So I'm so honored that you joined us. It was so <laughs> oh, fun. That's so sweet. Well, I just really, I really live by like, if you can't see the light in all, you can't see the light at all. And so I just feel like in my own need to elevate myself, like I think you really have to, you got to look and you have to listen. You have to really see who your subject is and who you're trying to create. I, I, I think every person is so beautiful and all of the things, all the weird reasons they put on this weird outfit today is, is so beautiful. And that's what makes me want to do these projects and what makes me tick. So Carrie, this has been so much fun, but the holidays are all about gift giving and we have a collaboration with you that we are beyond excited about. Yeah, <laughs> I've been dying to talk about this. You have a little something special that we're going to be doing for our listeners at the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I have a little gift for your for your listeners that I I found uh, folded up at my studio. It's one of the robes from the Christmas episode of The Office. It's the very one that Michael Scott wears. It was my wrap gift that year working on The Office, and I I've, I've never worn it. That is 
crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like it's time for it to go to somebody who will love it and cherish it and wear it. Oh, how do you not wear that every single day? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to imagine I have a lot of this stuff laying around. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> First, I would love to hear a little bit about the charity that you picked. <laughs> Carrie, why did you choose the Sunrise Movement? Well, I thought that we could use this as a, a, a charitable opportunity. And the charity that's near and dear to my heart is the Sunrise Movement. They are so passionate about... Um, trying to stop climate change and create millions of good jobs in the process. And if we don't have our earth, we've got nothing. So the battle against climate change is very near and dear to all of our hearts at the Art of Costume broadcast. So very excited to do this with Carrie. So let me explain how this is going to work. First, you're going to head to the sunraysmovement.org and make at least a $5 donation. Once you've made your donation, Email us your receipt at theartofcostumeofficeholiday at gmail.com. For every $5 you donate, your name will be entered in a hat, and the lovely Carrie Bennett will be drawing the name of our lucky winner of this one-of-a-kind piece that even Toby Flinnerson will probably be pretty jealous of. This opportunity is limited to our listeners in the United States and must be 18 years of age or older. Also, team members of the Art of Costume are not eligible, so sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> Donation receipts must be emailed to us by November 30th, 2021 by 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be announcing the name of our winner during our season finale happening in early December, so stay tuned. You can head to theartofcostumeblogcast.com or check our Instagrams for all of these details. And I, I, I will literally pull a name out of a hat. And that'll be that'll, <laughs> that'll be our lucky right. winner. <laughs> Thank you all so much in advance for all of your donations. And I'm so excited to see the lucky recipient of this robe. Send us all the pictures. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to have Carrie back so we can actually pull <laughs> these names. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, pictures of you wearing it required. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, this has been so much fun. We love you. Please come back. Um, you just need to be like a permanent host of this <laughs> podcast with us. You guys, thank you so much for having me. I've had such a blast. I'm so excited to be passing along this robe to someone who will love and appreciate it. And um, you guys are crushing it on this, this oh. podcast. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you elevating the art of costume. Um, and so what what can we expect from you in the future? Are you working on anything fun that you could kind of sneak for us or maybe just. Oh, oh I, well, I just, <laughs> um, I just finished. Um, it's coming out. I think November 4th, um, the reboot of head of the class. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see. That's my first show back after pandemic world. I also have a really fun thing that's out right now that was, I thought was never going to have the light of day um, because it was a quibby. And Quibi, you know, sadly went under due to the pandemic. Um, <laughs> right. It's called Mapleworth Murders. And it's now, it's on Roku now, um, which is so great. So I hope it'll have a, a get, see the light of day because it's really campy. Um, it has most of the st uh, stars from Saturday Night Live. And it's written by Paula Pell, who is one of the writers, one of the main writers of Saturday Night Live. It's super weird, super campy. And um, you can see it now on Roku. That's so exciting. I had actually, I'd seen the previews for that and was like, oh, should I get Quibi? And then it just disappeared. And I was like, oh, I guess I can't see that. <sighs> then it just disappeared. Right. I know. Such a bummer. Yeah. So a lot of those Quibi content got bought by Roku. So there you go. You can find it on there. Got to go look at Roku now. <laughs> Got to go look at Mapleworth Murders. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Please come back anytime. We love you. This has been so fun. Thanks, Carrie. Can't wait. Thanks. This entire episode is great. I could talk about The Office forever and ever. Forever and ever. I feel like there are just so many more stories. We're going to have to have her back. Yeah, I really think that she should just be a permanent co-host. We should just do like an Office 
costume podcast. I mean, if we have the time, <laughs> maybe one day. Uh, I'm really getting into the holiday spirit over here. I know. Me too. Are Are you ready for maybe like another fun, funny holiday movie? I am. What are we watching next? Spencer, we are watching the Netflix original Holidate. Ooh, with Kristen Chenoweth? Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> Emma Roberts. <laughs> it's going to be real good. I love this movie. I cannot wait to watch it. So much fun. So many good costumes. Everybody, have a wonderful week. And we will see you for Holiday next Tuesday. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass with associate producer Spencer Williams. Our sound design and engineering is done by Daniel White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod. Or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, visit theartofcostume.com. A blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, (laughs) is rain in the room with you right now? (laughs) Rain, (laughs) Rain is right here. I'm so sorry.